Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Janice from South Ottawa, South Ottawa, Spencerville to be exact. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. There you go. We have uh, some birthdays and anniversary. I think uh, Philip Work had a had an, a birthday, and uh, a few others. And then we uh, Eddie and Willie from Toronto from uh, uh, Faith. Uh, they're celebrating their fifty first anniversary. So congratulations to uh, both of you. That's great. Um, there are probably some others, uh, and uh, so I think that was that was the one this past week. Were there any others that anybody knows about? Philip, my my second son Jazz turned twenty five on Friday. Okay, Jazz, twenty five. Oh my goodness! I know. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, we, we, it's a great time of the year because a lot of uh, wedding anniversaries are on. And so we pay tribute to all those who have wedding anniversaries this month. Um, there's quite a few friends that we know that uh, have anniversaries. And so we wish them all a very happy anniversary. Um, this morning, there's only one correction I have, and it's my fault. I didn't change it on the original, uh, on the original that was sent out, and that's my sermon title. And my sermon title is "Good for What Ails You." <laughs> and during this pandemic, of course, uh, everybody's thinking of uh, of uh, the fact that we've got to protect ourselves and we've got to be careful and overcaught, even overcautious. So, thank you uh, for your your. Um, your prayers and we've been praying for our congregation just about every day or at least some of you each day and friends and family that God would protect you during this time. Well this morning we have um, we have a call to worship and um, it's uh, if you received the bulletin if you didn't well it'll probably be on the screen. So it's based on Psalm um, Psalm 15, and um, and the leader says, and you will be the people, so you can respond as the people. And Joel, if you would help me out on this, I'd appreciate it. But I will always praise the Lord. With all my heart, I will praise the Lord. Let all those who help us listen. Be glad. Thank you. And then the 
Um, and then, uh, honor the Lord with me and celebrate his great name and everyone together. Keep your eyes on the Lord and you will shine like the sun. You will never blush, blush with shame. And so this morning, our worship opener is, um, we have come into this house to gather in his name and worship him. All right, we will get into that right now. Well, you all know this song, but, and uh, please sing along as we uh, open up our worship service this morning. need to unmute you or you need to unmute yourself I've not been successful yet there you are yep we're good so the uh, our gathering hymn is number 687 and most of you uh, probably know it Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. You're not unmuted, Joel. 
Oh, we'll start that again. That might have been okay. one of my best intros yet, though. That was uh, that was an exceptional one, eh, guys? Okay, we'll try it again. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Savior all the day long. Good work. Perfect submission. Perfect delights. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descend from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day Submission, all is at rest, and I and my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, in his goodness.
Thank you. Uh, we are going to um, pray. I'm going to have prayer, prayer of adoration and assurance of pardon. We're going to put the uh, Lord's Prayer in the uh, during the communion service. So, um, but we'll use the other parts uh, with our opener. Let us pray. Gracious Lord and God, we come to you today. And are we ever pleased to be gathered together in this format? Because Lord, we, we know that you are among us and where two or three are gathered together in your name, you're there amongst us. And so we're gathered together, Lord, in your name. And we ask that every part of our service together would help us to grow and develop in faith in you and in the faith that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask now that you would be with us in every part of the service. Guide us, direct us, and, and guide our paths, Lord, as we start to address what ails us, because there are so many things in our world that do. And so this morning, Lord, we ask that you would be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Be assured of this, that whenever we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name. Now, for all the children and the adults that sometimes feel like children, we're going to talk about something called prayer. And everybody knows that we are supposed to pray. We know the Lord's Prayer, at least most people do. And uh, we also know a prayer or two of our own. When I was uh, a little gaffer growing up, I had a prayer before I went to bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord, my, Lord this, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul he take. And, and it was a prayer that um, I often think of as an adult. I didn't like the last part. That was just me. But uh, I wanted to hopefully wake up the next morning. But today, I want to talk to us about prayer as talking with God. And so when we talk with our mom, or when we talk with our dad, or we talk with our friends, we just talk. Well, prayer is just that, talking to God. And we ought to, sometimes we get uh, preoccupied with some of the prayers that we've heard in the past. And we try to uh, imitate them, try to say the same words. But that's not necessarily what God wants. He just wants us to talk to him. And so this morning, I'm going to encourage every boy and every girl and every mom and dad, as you are talking to him, talking to God, just tell him what's on your heart. And um, if this pandemic is is causing you to fear i understand that because we've lost some friends uh during this last little while and uh that's always hard but we also know that god is is protecting us he said he would protect his children and so um we are going to stand on that and we're going to pray for our children that God keeps them safe and God keeps them close to him because he loves us. We are all his children. 
Let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you for our boys and girls and moms and dads who are listening to the service this morning. And they're part of it. And we ask you, Lord, today to let us talk to you as if we're talking to mom or dad, as if we're talking to our friends. Uh, because we know you love us and you accept us just the way we are. And so, Lord, this morning, would you accept us just the way we are as we, as we talk to you, as we talk about some of our things we're scared of, some of the things that we don't understand, some of the, the, the events that are happening today, some of the things that are happening today, Lord, we don't understand them. But we know that you do. And we also know that you are our, the one who takes care of us. And so take care of us during this time, Lord. All of us. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Um, we're going to pray just before the word. Before we uh, have David um, pray or, or lead us in reading the scripture a little later on in a moment. But first of all, we're going to pray the prayer that um, um, that is in front of you, listening to God's listening to God's word. And so you'll be able to see the prayer on the uh, on the screen. Yeah, you should be able to. I'm having some technical difficulties, apparently. One second. That's okay. We can wait. There we go. I think you can see. There it. we go. It's a very simple prayer, but it's right in front of you. And let us pray it. Prepare our hearts, O God, as we accept your message this communion Sunday. May we open our hearts to your word. Let us hear your voice, obey your will, knowing that happiness is an attitude of heart through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask David Barr to read the passage uh, in Matthew, St. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through chapter 10, verse 8. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. He taught in their synagogues. He preached the good news of the kingdom, and he healed every illness and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt deep concern for them. They were beaten down and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is huge, but there are only a few workers. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers out into his harvest field. Jesus sends out the twelve disciples. Jesus called for his 12 disciples to come to him. He gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every illness and sickness. 
Here are the names of the 12 apostles. First are Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. Then come James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Next are Philip and Bartholomew, and also Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. Two more are James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. The last are Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot. Judas is the one who was later going to hand Jesus over to his enemies. Jesus sent these 12 out with the following orders. Do not go among those who aren't Jews, he said. Do not enter any town of the Samaritans. Instead, go to the people of Israel. They are like sheep that have become lost. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal those who are sick. Bring those who are dead back to life. Make those who have skin diseases clean again. Drive out demons. You have received freely, so give freely. Thank you. Well, my, my message is good for what ails you. And, um, and uh, you know, before modern medicine, um, and modern science took off in the last 50 years, there was a lot of home remedies. Uh, one was a mustard plaster. Does anybody remember those? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the things that my mother thought was the instant healing for anything that had to do with your, your lungs. Uh, but there was a lot of, of, of of home remedies being prescribed by well-meaning individuals. But there was also some con artists and, and people who were trying to make a quick buck. Remedy, remedies were often administered accompanied by the phrase that the supposed cure was, good for what ails you. And the classic all-purpose Remedy for nearly every condition was a, a, a tea or a tablespoon full of castor oil. I'm sure everybody remembers that. Well, uh, that's exactly uh, some of the things that went on, and um, and you may have suffered at the hands of castor oil. I certainly did. <laughs> I'm not anything worse for wear, but. Anyway, after setting the, the, my sermon title, um, I Googled the phrase, good for what ails you on the internet. And it was funny, some of the things that came up. Um, uh, the classic all-purpose thing was the list of old and new products and activities that were supposedly good for what ails you. There was a couple of sites online that promoted humor as a good remedy, and it is, for just about anything bad. Another site featured um, a, a jazz song with the lyrics, love is good for anything that ails you. And it probably is hard to, to, uh, to argue with that. But in the World Wide Web, Siberian ginseng and Yemen honey mixed together is really good for you, apparently. And uh, I had a few uh, activities that were, were funny, but one of the ones that were, su were suggested years ago was Watkins liniment. 
Now, there's some interesting ingredients in that, at least back then. I'm sure it's changed now because apparently it's still around. Uh, but there was 1.5% tincture of opium. That's right. I, I kid you not. Not now, but back 20 years ago or more. 1.5% chloroform. But the whopping overwhelming majority of that liniment was alcohol. It was the balance. 80 plus percent was alcohol. Now there's a cure for what ails you, isn't it? Well, the gospel reading today is talking about what really ails us. Because Jesus went out in the towns and villages and he was teaching and he was preaching and he was healing every kind of disease imaginable, every kind of, of uh, problems that there were. But he also noticed something else when he was looking at the people. And I often feel that way as a pastor. He saw sheep that were confused, crowds that were helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. I believe that's the way Matthew says it. An aggressive predator can leave a flock of sheep scared and, and don't know what to do. They can be paralyzed with fear. It can scatter them. It can have them running every which way, crazed with a panic. And the scripture tells us that we are in fact being stalked and attacked by, in this life by one who is our oppressor. That's right. He's called Satan. He is the devil. And he's compared to a roaring lion. Now, I, saw, I heard a legend years ago that was a good legend. And, um, and the thing is, it comes out of Africa. And um, when you heard a roaring lion, the reason he was roaring was usually because he was old and toothless trying to find someone to attack and tear apart. But if the lion had no teeth, then he really wasn't effective. And so the only thing he had left to scare those that were his, uh, his opponents or, or someone he was trying to uh, take down, he would growl out in terror. And of course, his voice, reverberated. First Peter 5 and 8 tells us he's like a roaring lion sneaking and prowling around to find someone to attack and devour. Well, the world is helpless today, especially in regards to this pandemic. It's confused. Sounds like the same symptoms that, that we've heard for years. Only this one has taking lives in, in, a, in a real intentional way. So many people feel helpless. They're locked, some are locked into jobs, although a lot of people aren't working, a lot of people are. And schedules, you know this pandemic did slow us down. It did. It gave us an opportunity to appreciate family and to appreciate our neighbors and our friends. We've gotten to know our neighbors. We didn't even know who they were, we do now. And, um, and for the last three months, 
though a lot of people have felt defenseless. So we've, well, we've made sure we socially isolate, meaning we're at least six feet away from a person beside us. Well, in this postmodern world where everything is, is presented as being relative and all the values that we've had in the past were neutral at, the be at best, and no absolute truth could be certain, confusion seemed to reign. And I know I've talked to people who are, seem to be not able to get a, a firm footing in their lives. A lot of people are looking for a quick fix, new ideas, but we never find lasting peace or wholeness until we build our future on Jesus Christ. Every time I think of that, every time I turn and am confronted by something that is bigger than me, whether that's physical, whether that's emotional, whether that's socially or spiritually, uh, a sickness, how are we to respond? How am I to respond? And I have to make it very personal. What effect does the crowd have on me? Well, they've had a great deal of effect on me. I want to stay away from them. Or so society has directed us to do. Does this, does this panic suck the life out of us? I think it does. Like sheep without a shepherd, God, Christ is full of compassion. And Jesus came to be our shepherd. Let's be clear about this. Jesus wasn't just sorry for the crowd because one of the translation uses the word sorry. He wasn't sorry. He had a kind of gut-wrenching compassion. He loved those people. As a matter of fact, the verse in verse 36 says, is, is the word splang, splang nistus. It means that Jesus was filled with such compassion compassion that the only way he could respond was to heal them, to love them, to show how much he cared. Jesus came with a remedy for what else that were our world, the good news of the reign of God's love. And it came through Jesus Christ. The harvest indeed is plentiful. I remember when I was a whole lot younger and I had um, used this passage and I sang a song to it that was a great, that was a great song. It's called, My House is Full, But My Fields Are Empty. Well, the houses of worship lately haven't been full. As a matter of fact, they've been empty. But Zoom has made it possible and, and Joel has helped us make it possible so that we can appreciate each other, that we're able to encourage each other, that I'm able to encourage you, and in turn, you're able to encourage me. For the harvest is plentiful. In our roles as people from a congregation, even our own, our three-point charge, there's probably 140 or 150 people associated with our congregation but yet only about 50 actual worshipers on any kind of consistent basis we see in church. And the other hundred, well, 
they may very well be out there feeling helpless, confused, trying to face life on their own, like sheep without a shepherd. We're grateful to God that we have a vehicle through which we can see each other and also give thanks to God. And so the harvest is plentiful. But there are an awful lot of lost sheep without a shepherd. So who really cares about people? Those people that live across the street from you or down the road from you, or those that you rub shoulders with, can't do that, but who you speak to in the supermarket after not seeing them for a while. There's a lot of people who feel harassed. There's fear in the eyes of a lot of people. And I'm here to say to you that prayer is the first step, step, but it also takes a desire to touch the lives of others, not physically, but spiritually. Tell them you're concerned about them. How are they doing? What's new in their lives? And immediately what Jesus did after telling his disciples to pray that God would send out laborers in the harvest, what did he do? He sent them out into the harvest. He sent them out amongst the people. Whenever we pray that God would do something, we first of all need to understand that God wants to use every one of us. There are no exceptions. God doesn't operate on the basis of who he chooses. Ah, uh, yes, I am a shepherd and I lead the flock, but there are all kinds of elders who touch your lives and we thank God for them. We are Christ's hand extended. Blaine McLeod, who's doing very well after his surgery. As a matter of fact, he's back up to walking uh, three kilometers a day. And I, I never walked three kilometers a day. Uh, oh, I have, run, I have uh, done it in terms of jogging, but I've ne I, I don't do near enough walking. I get to walk every other day, but not as much as I used to. But there's simply no escaping it. Like the disciples before us, we are part of God's plan. You and me. I'm sorry, God isn't looking you know, to somebody else. It's not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. But also everyone else needs that prayer. Um, where there's brokenness, we need to be bring reconciliation through the amazing power of the forgiveness of God, of sin revealed in the cross of Jesus Christ. And we'll be celebrating that in just a moment. When people feel excluded or alone, we need to bring that cleansing touch of inclusion and welcome in Jesus' name. And where life is overshadowed by fear of death, it's us who need to proclaim that Jesus Christ is alive and has overcome everything that we face wherever we find evil at work whether it's at home or in church or at school or at work in society in general or around the world we need to oppose it with all our might in jesus name christ's gut-wrenching compassion compels us that we need to help others be freed from bondage and injustice the compassion of the true in God compels us that when we are harassed and when we meet other people who are feeling confused and helpless, 
that, Je that it's good to know that Jesus Christ came to reflect the love of God. You see, God's very personal remedy, remedy for what ails the world is Jesus Christ, God's Son. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you for your word, Lord. And may it speak powerfully to us through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts for communion. And um, um, and I just saw a prayer request for my my neighbors, my neighbor in Toronto. Uh, you knew that, of course, her husband John passed away, and Doreen needs our prayers as well. So we'll include her in our prayer requests. Um, there's a number of uh, things that we will be rem remembering in prayer, but I want us to prepare our hearts for communion. And so um, you probably have in front of you um, uh, your wine. I have mine. And then the bread. And I have that. And in a moment, we're going to... Um, uh, recite the Apostles' Creed, and it's found on page uh, 539. Uh, and if you don't have it, that's all right. You can just uh, hear it from me, and uh, we will say it together as a people of God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven. He's, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us together uh, take these emblems and ask God's blessing upon them before we begin. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we receive these, these gifts from you, the bread and the wine, we ask, Lord God, that you would be with us, that you would strengthen us, that you would heal us. And Lord, today we ask now that you'd bless these gifts and use them, Lord, and may they remind us of your broken body just a few weeks ago was Easter and your shed blood that was given for us. But oh God, most of all, it's so good to know that you triumphed over death when you said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though they were dead, yet shall they live. And whosoever lives and believes will never die. Amen. Well, everybody can get a, a, a bit of bread here or there. Or you may have some, uh, some uh, other 
kind of of like bread, but I'm going to break it when and I I want to recite the the scriptures that relate to communion. On that night in which Jesus Christ was betrayed, Paul records Jesus took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it, and he said, "Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this, remembering me." And in the same manner also he took the cup after they had had supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant found in my blood for the forgiveness of sins of many. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you reflect and show forth the Lord's death until he returns. Let us receive the gifts from God. The bread, this is my body given for you. Let us receive it together, remembering him. And in the same manner also, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant found in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Drink all of it in the in. In, in Jesus' name, remembering that he has forgiven our sins, that he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Amen. We're going to pray for the sick now. And we have a number of people on our list and some that weren't there. We want to express our, our deepest sympathies to the family of Patsy Steele. She passed away the other day. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers, and we're going to do just that. We have decided that until fur further notice, uh, we want you to know that the majority of the elders have decided that Zoom services will continue. And so um, we've thought about it and prayed about it and uh, the, uh, the will of the elders uh, will, will, uh, will rule. Um, we also want you to remember those that are sick. I think of, um, I think of Doreen and I think of our list of people. And if you have someone um, in your home right now who needs prayer, you can do this. Um, we're gonna also pray for uh, Sharon Maharaj's dad, Mark. Uh, he sure is struggling and uh, we will pray for him. <clears throat> you may have somebody that you want to pray for. We're gonna do just that because the Bible says that whenever we ask believing, not only is Jesus Christ there by his spirit, but he's also with you to heal you, to transform you, to touch the lives of, of um, each one. And so when we, we, when we take these lists, we're going to make them, and then I'm gonna give, give opportunity for you to pray for someone, whether it be in your home or part of your family or is, who isn't even with you, pray for them, let's pray. 
Gracious God, we thank you for your shed blood and broken body for us. And we ask, Lord, that as we come to you in prayer, would you please remember us as your people. Keep us safe. Surround us with your hedge of protection, our seniors, our children, and all those in between. We ask you, Lord, today to hold them close to yourself. We ask, Lord, for those that we have on our prayer list. We think of the Patsy Steele family and her passing this past week. We think of Doreen, who's lost her life mate, been married for many years. We ask you, Lord, to heal her as well and to, and to also wrap your arms of compassion around her and, and uh, sympathize and empathize with her in Jesus' name. We think of others who need our prayers. We think of Peter Garrett and Harvey Jackson, Joe Lyons, Sylvia Lynch, who's still waiting for surgery, Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue, Bob Scott, Earl Sargent, Stan Sargent. We think of Doreen and we think of Mark and Letty, Lord, who needs our prayers. Keep them safe, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Keep them close to you. Thank you for answered prayer for Shirley, who ended up having her surgery the next day after we prayed. We thank you for responding so quickly and ask you, Lord, to continue the healing process in her ankle in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, for those who are in retirement homes. We, we pray for Judith Braithwaite and Isabel Graham, Norma Laffin, Audrey Lawrence, Eleanor Scott, Donna Tizik, and Lori. We also have many, Lord, in our congregation who who are by themselves. We think of some of our seniors who are by themselves. We, we think of, uh, of uh, people who aren't able to get out of where they are because of this uh, dreadful pandemic. And we ask you, Lord, that they may know that you never leave them and that you are with them. Lord, there are some of us who have prayers that we want to bring to you. And Lord, in your mercy, as we bring them to you, would you hear our prayers and answer them? And now, Lord, as we end this time of pray, prayer, may your Holy Spirit guide us. May you be with us. May you touch us. We thank you in advance for the number of people that will be touched by your hand. In Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We want to encourage you to uh, make sure you give to your church. 
keep your churches at, close to your heart, praying for them, and uh, that God would uh, supply every need. We appreciate uh, all those of you who from the three churches have been supporting well, and we ask that you continue because it is the only means through which uh, we have finances to work with. At this time, we're going to um, um, close our service with a song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, and uh, Joel is going to lead us. All right, I'll bring up the words here and uh, invite over my PowerPoint specialist. There it is. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, with streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, when it found in that desert place, the walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. And when the dark closes in Lord still I will say blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your name blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your glorious Blessed be your name, when the sun is shining down on me, when the world is all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, on the road marked with suffering, for the pain in the Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name.
Thank you, people. Um, the service is now over. However, I'll pronounce the benediction, and then you can say hi to each other. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest on each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week over week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon. And we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.